what a way to follow up a four or three game micro slate, but with this. Absolutely everything you could ever want in a DFS slate and so much more. You've got Max Scherzer against the Marlins. You've got Kluber, Severino, Thor, Paxton. You've got Coors Field, Stanton against the lefty. Mike McClure, our work is cut out for us today. There is a lot to sort through. You know, we've mentioned it a time or two where we've had some aces and a Coors Field slate, but this slate really has literally everything you could possibly want for DFS. It is, there's a lot to go through here. There's so many different ways you can go about building a lineup tonight. Yeah, because I think there's a lot of times if it's one or two aces on a slate with cores, you can say, you know, one of these cheaper guys could be just as good as the second one of those starters, and their ownership won't be too high because of cores, so I, I'm okay going with the cheaper pitcher. I'm going okay, okay, going with two cheaper pitchers on DraftKings. Tonight, like, with this level of pitcher, it feels almost certain that one of them's putting up eight innings, 13 strikeouts, no runs. And it's yeah. just impossible if you don't have him. Yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely difficult. You've got to nail the pitching tonight. So, you know, if you do go with two cheaper pitchers, you're going to have to, you know, they're going to be guys that you need seven innings, seven strikeouts and a win at least, uh, just to even be able to compete. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot to sort through here with pitching. So the top stacks of the night, you've got the Rockies at 6.8 runs. That's no surprise. The Red Sox at 6.2 against Julio Tehran, and you know they're never cheap. The Yankees, 5.6. The Rangers, 5.2. And the Reds playing at Coors Field all the way down at 6th at 4.8 runs. I still don't think the Reds are going to be anywhere close to contrarian. I don't think they'll be very contrarian at all. I think that that number is awfully low. Uh, I would expect it to be around five and a half. Uh, so yeah, it's very, very low because I've got some major, major concerns with John Gray for the Colorado Rockies. Is it just because of the batted ball data? Uh, yeah, really batted ball data. Um, yeah, that average exit velocity and hard hit rate against has been pretty brutal. And the Rockies really haven't played that many games at home. I don't know how many of Gray's starts have come at home. But I can't imagine a very many of them. So this is, it, it's difficult. I don't know that like playing a contrarian stack and fading all of these guys is a good idea, but you can play a contrarian stack with these guys. And my choice for that would be the Los Angeles Dodgers against Clayton Richard. Definitely. Uh, you know, we've talked about wanting to get Dodgers before against left-handed pitching. And I do think that's a really good idea here. Uh, I, I like him quite a bit. I think that my favorite contrarian stack, I guess it, well, it might be contrarian. The New York Mets, I, I think the Mets have some pretty nice upside here. It's a good park shift against Junior Guerra at Miller Park in Milwaukee. Uh, Junior Guerra, in terms of bad at ball data, has been the worst in terms of average exit velocity against at like 97 miles per hour in his last two starts. Uh, he has been getting hit very, very hard, and now you give this Mets team a, uh, a nice park shift there. So I think they could be sneaky in tournaments. Yeah, I think they'll absolutely be under-owned. And the reason, of course, that I like the Dodgers so much, it's the most important factor when I'm looking at DFS each and every day, it's BVP. No, right. no, no, uh, no yelling at me or anything. Good. Listen to these numbers. Matt Kemp against Clayton Richard has a 1075 OPS, two dongs, 36 plate appearances. Chris Taylor is four for 10. Cody Bellinger's 5 for 12. Justin Turner, 9 for 19 with a dong. Yasiel Puig, 9, 7 for 19 with two dongs. The Dodgers own Clayton Richard. 
Yes, they do. It uh, definitely seems that way. Uh, and I do think it'll be contrarian. I don't think the Dodgers are going to be owned really at all in this slate. So I, uh, I, I do like that stack. I don't think they actually own Clayton Richard, but I do think they have a lot of hitters that are underpriced for this slate and are good against right-handed pitching. That's really why I, why I was playing them, just in case you haven't heard our thoughts on BVP in the past. As for dong chasers, nobody caught a dong last night. Mike, 13 straight. You tied Scott White, and Scott decided that uh, if you could go 13 straight without a dong, he was going to play again. Scott White back in the contest today. Wow. Scott White is back. All right. Well, I need to make sure that I catch a dong tonight because I don't want to have the solo lead for the longest dongless streak. I think it would be great if Mike caught a dong tonight and Scott didn't and Scott just quit again. Oh, I think that is probably the most likely outcome. 100%. Except maybe one of the reasons that Scott White wanted to play is because he heard me talking about our picks. Uh, Not our finest moment, guys, as far as this group of names, considering... Stanton is facing a lefty at Yankee Stadium. Julio Tehran is at Fenway, and there's a game at Coors. I've got explanation for mine, at least. I'm not sure what everybody else's problem is. I am taking Travis Shaw against Noah Syndergaard at Miller Park, and it's a sentimental pick. I'm not even going to make you put him in the lineup today, the show lineup, Mike, but I received yesterday a Travis Shaw bobblehead, which means I assume that he's recently seen the Travis Shaw bobblehead they'll be giving away this Sunday at Miller Park. And uh, I, I think he's probably going to be inspired. I'm inspired. I'm going to rub the top of the bobblehead, and Travis Shaw is going to dong off Thor. I mean, hey, Thor throws the ball hard. Uh, he's going to create some energy there, so I like it. Um, I, I'm probably not going to play him in my lineup tonight on this kind of a slate, but I am, uh, I'm glad that you got the bobblehead, and I hope it works out for you. But, but, you know, I honestly, I saw your tweet, Heath. I thought that was a Heath Cummings bobblehead that the Brewers made for you. You look like Travis Shaw. Have we talked about this? Uh, it has been tweeted before that Travis Shaw looks like me. Okay. Um, I, I thought maybe we had talked about it. Just from the chin up, we don't really have a similar build. He, uh, I, I presume exercises. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, put a big that, goofy yeah, beard on him and it, it, he, you're playing third base for the, for the Brewers. Well, he's going to dog tonight. You picked Jerks and Profar, who was not in the lineup last night. Mike, I have a question and Adam can respond to this as well. We obviously were building lineups. We close to luck. We knew that Jerks and Profar was not in the lineup. I was distracted by the fact of building my own lineups. Should one of us have texted Adam and said Profar is out? Who do you want? Yeah. Uh probably. That you know, <laughs> I, I was still tilting because I'd gone twelve days without, so I didn't need anyone else trying to pass me in the Dong Chaser standings. So you thought so. about it and just didn't do it. Oh yeah, I thought about it. Oh, he even sure. sent us a text at, like right before a first pitch. He's like, "Hey, I'm at a baseball game. You could have at least mentioned that Profar wasn't in the lineup." Yeah, you know, I uh <laughs> I, I was tilting for my dongless streak. Now, my take on it, Adam, is I wouldn't call Mike or text Mike and say, "Hey, the guy you picked in Dong Chasers is out. Who does you who do you want?" Because I know that Mike's just going to say, "Give me this guy instead." Sure. I think I think it would be showing that we don't have the sa- hold you in the same esteem if we thought we had to make a special exception and contact you when your guy wasn't playing. So uh, that's fine. I would just say, just be nice to everyone then, and contact Mike if his guy's out, and contact me if my guy's out. Don't forget yeah, about not, Chris though. I don't care about Chris. I'm not putting that much effort into it. Chris is taking a narrative game. He is taking Mitch Moreland after the Red Sox. Oh. 
dump Hanley Ramirez. I guess he thinks that Moreland is going to be really happy about that. In fairness, Moreland is facing a pitcher in Julio Tehran that's terrible against lefties in a very good hitting environment. Mike, you took David Dole. I did take David Dahl. I was considering a swap. Uh, I don't know if it's me tilting or not. I think that we're going to make the swap to Joey Votto. Joey Votto. I want, yes, okay. I want Joey Votto at Coors Field against John Gray. Uh, John Gray, I mentioned it there, 95 mile per hour average exit velocity against 56% hard contact rate. Uh, it's 90 degrees in Colorado today. Uh, that should be very, very good news for Joey Votto. Uh, I still love David Dahl. We'll be playing him pretty much everywhere, but I'm making the swap to Joey Votto. So let's watch David Dahl dong and me not, you know, but I'll continue to have the dongless streak. I, I'm going to be honest with you, Mike, as you were giving me all of those Joey Votto stats, it sounded a lot more like you were trying to convince yourself you weren't making a terrible mistake than you were trying to convince us that Joey Votto was a good pick. Hey, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> Votto is still a great pick. I'm playing both guys. Um, yeah, we'll just have something to talk about on Monday when uh, David Dahl double-dongs and I didn't have him. And noted Braves homer Scott White back in the contest says, you know, I might be able to get a last place with a double-dong tonight. He's going with J.D. Martinez against Julio Tehran. Mike, if Votto doesn't dong and J.D. Martinez double-dongs, I believe there is a good chance that Scott White will pass you in the standings. I won't be back on Monday if that's the case. <laughs> That is awesome. One thing you don't have to worry about tonight, weather, everything, from what I can tell, looks really good. It's going to be hot, great hitting environments almost everywhere. Yes, really good hitting environments tonight. Uh, and like I said, no weather. Pitching, we can pretty much play whatever we want. Because uh, the only spot for rain is in Miami, where the roof will be closed. Okay, let's talk about pitchers. We've got to figure this out first, because it will determine whether you're going to stack course tonight, how many studs you're going to be able to play. I don't, I don't think we're going to play Max Scherzer, especially not on DraftKings, but let's just talk about the top five starting pitchers. Scherzer, Paxton, Kluber, Severino, and Thor. Who's your favorite as far as who you're playing tonight? And which one are you just not going to play? Um, I, I think that James Paxton's my favorite out of that group. Uh, I think he's got the most going for him there again in this matchup against Minnesota. I'm sure are the price point. I can't really get there. Syndergaard, I like him, but my issue there is it is a negative park shift. And Milwaukee, they do have a number of bats, including Travis Shaw, uh, that could really get to Noah if he uh, if he makes a few mistakes there. So I won't be playing, probably won't be playing Scherzer or Syndergaard here. Probably James Paxson is the number one guy for me. Number one guy. And is that true on both sides? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, it, you know, if I'm paying up, so I, I think it's easier to do so probably on Fanduel at 9,700. I think it's pretty clear to see why I like him over some of those other guys just because of the price point. Uh, but yeah, number one, if I'm paying up for starting pitching, James Paxton is the guy. And then I guess the other question is, do you think amongst these five there is a like, is there one chalk play, and is there one guy that you think is going to be almost not owned at all? Um, I. I don't think that Noah Syndergaard is going to be very highly owned. Um, I, I think that when you look at the matchup that he has on the road and the park factor and everything there, I do think that you know the public generally is kind of aware of that now. The win probability for him, the implied win probability, is significantly lower around 
you know, considering some of those other top names, he's only a minus 120 favorite there. So it's uh, a situation where when you see all those factors, I don't think anyone's going to really own Syndergaard. So I do think Paxton and Max Scherzer will probably get most of that ownership. Yeah, I don't imagine people would be real excited to play Kluber against the Astros either. So I think that uh, that's probably a pretty good bet as those two being the chalk. My contrarian starting pitcher, and I don't know that he'll be contrarian, but I, I think he will, and he's at least cheap enough that I can feel good about calling him that. It is Mike Miner going up against the Kansas City Royals. It's a revenge game. That's a joke. It doesn't really matter, but it is true. Miner, $4,400 against a Royals lineup that, Hasn't been bad against lefties this year, but isn't overpowering. Going up against Eric Skogland, I just don't think he should be that cheap. I mean, Sergio Romo is now listed amongst the starters as a $4,000 starter. Sal Marano, Romano at Coors, $4,000. John Gant, $4,500. David Hess, $4,600. Even Skoglund's $4,800. He's more expensive than Miner. He's a better pitcher than all those guys. Oh, he certainly is. Uh, Mike Miner, I, you know, look, I would definitely take a chance with him as my second starting pitcher on DraftKings if I wanted to stack Coors or some of the other really good hitting environments. Uh, so I will have some Mike Miner tonight. Uh, but that is on DraftKings only. On FanDuel, there's 0% chance I play Mike Miner. Uh, I know what that is too. Yes, he's $100 more expensive than Ross Stripling. And Ross Stripling is a guy that I'm considering as my core cash game pitcher for the night. So. I think he may be the most highly owned pitcher on the slate. Ross Stripling against the Padres. Adam Azer loves this guy. He's talking about talking him up in season long, isn't that right, Azer? Uh, well, yeah, for this week, <laughs> yeah, he's having a nice year, and I, yes, I am starting him in my season one seasonal league uh, this week tonight. Uh, and, and he he didn't sound quite as on board with it on Monday as he does, you know. Well, I, I don't know. Are you on board with it today? You, I was going to say, you haven't heard what I said. Yeah, I, yeah, that's true. I don't dislike Ross Stripling. This is a great matchup. But I am going to, in tournaments, play more Mike Miner on FanDuel than I do Ross Stripling just because I think Stripling might be 20% owned and Miner might be 5 or 6% owned. Can't argue yeah, with that. I, I mean, I think that that's a fine strategy in tournaments there. He will certainly be, I, I think Stripling will be in the 20s and Miner will be 3% or less on FanDuel. And I just don't think, like, if you're looking at it from that perspective and he's seven times more owned, it's certainly not anywhere close to seven times more likely that Stripling outscores Miner tonight. No, it's probably not. Um, you know, yeah, in tournaments, it's a better strategy. And cash games, obviously not, not the case for me, but, uh, in tournaments, I, I think that, that's a strategy that you could definitely use tonight. Well, on FanDuel, let's just start off with Paxton and Votto. On DraftKings, we'll start off, or on FanDuel, Paxton and Votto. DraftKings, we'll start with Paxton, Minor, and Votto. How does that sound? Okay. Um, I kind of think maybe we should check. Like, we'll talk about all the positions, but in terms of lineup building, I think you have to approach it a little bit different way. We need to know ahead of time where we're going to be looking for value. We already know we're locked into Votto at first base. Is Charlie Blackman easily the second best hitter on the slate for you? Yes. Charlie Blackman is the number one hitter on the slate for me, just in my model, not the one who's most likely to hit the home run. Okay. Uh, but yes, Charlie Blackman is the, is the guy that you want to grab. So we're going to lock Charlie Blackman into the lineup. Is there any other stud on this slate? Ex- expensive player, 5,000 or more on DraftKings that you just feel like you have to have in the lineup tonight? Um, I, I don't know that there's someone that I have to have in the lineup. I mean, look, there are a number of guys that I would 
certainly like to have if we can get them. Uh, but I don't, you know, Votto and Charlie Blackman are the two. I mean, Nolan Arenado would be very close behind for me. Um, but again, not a, not nearly as much of a must play as the other two. Okay. Let's take a look at catcher where we might be able to save a little bit of money. There are actually a lot of catchers on this slate that I'm pretty happy playing. I like Tucker Barnhart, obviously at course field, Gary Sanchez against a left-handed pitcher. Whoever starts for the Braves, they're both good against lefties and they get the, the green monster there. Salvi against minor. If you're not playing minor, Chirinos against Eric Skoglund. My contrarian and super cheap punt at catcher tonight is actually Omar Narvez because he's now the starting catcher for the White Sox with the suspension to Wellington Castillo. And we have just seen Mike Fires get destroyed by left-handed hitters. Yes. No, I like Narvez a lot. Um, and, you know, he should draw a pretty favorable lineup spot there, too, just the way the White Sox lineup is. So if he's hitting sixth or above, he's definitely my number one. Uh, you know, I obviously always mention Robinson Chirinos. He's going to be my default option if I'm not playing Narvez tonight. So I, I think that for me, it's pretty clearly those two. Chris Iannetta, if he's in the lineup there for the Rockies, not a bad play at 3,800 as well. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Gary Sanchez against the lefty. And then for the Braves, I do like Tyler Flowers also. At first base, we've got Votto locked in. I also like Austin, Moreland, and Santana. Anybody else at first that you like tonight? Um, I, I'll mention Ian Desmond just because he's reasonably priced, especially on, in my opinion, on FanDuel for, you know, how they price players at Coors Field. Uh, so yeah, but other than that, everybody else you mentioned, um, maybe, maybe Jose Abreu, uh, just taking advantage of Mike Fires, who's just not good. So second base on DraftKings, Whit Merrifield actually 4,300. $500 less than Scooter Jeanette. The difference is bigger on FanDuel. I think Merrifield is my favorite second baseman on FanDuel. Scooter probably is on DraftKings. I also like Mancata a lot. And Matt Carpenter, either at second or third on DraftKings, I think is a really nice tournament play. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at Matt Carpenter even in cash games at 3,600, playing him at second base. Because in my initial builds, I was trying to get Arenado in at third as well. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I like the guys that you mentioned. Look, if I have the salary cap, I would love to play Scooter. I like Whit Merrifield a lot against Mike Miner. Um, honestly, I think that for me, it's early. It was Matt Carpenter just because of the price savings, but it's going to be one of those three guys for me. At third, obviously, if you can get Nolan Arenado in your lineup, that's what you need to do. Uh, Carpenter on FanDuel, I don't think it's a terrible idea. Turner against a lefty and then Devers against Toronto. Yep, glad you said Devers there. He's the guy that's popping up as the best value for me right alongside Nolan Arenado. Uh, I, at 3,400 on DraftKings if you need to save money and don't want to play Matt Carpenter at 3,600 at second or third. I do think Devers is a great spot there. Um, and then, again, picking on Mike Fires, I do think Yolmer Sanchez uh, should hit second for the White Sox. Again, they're on the road. Um, just a lot of plate appearances projected there against Mike Fires. At shortstop, is are you playing Profar tonight? Uh, yeah, I like Jerickson Profar. Uh, he should be in the lineup. Um, you, you know, it's kind of shortstop's going to be the position that I kind of wait and see the most on. Um, usually, it's shortstop and catcher. Uh, just I, I can't really get to the top of it tonight. Um, it's kind of expensive to pay up for Trevor Story. Um, so Profar is probably that mid-range guy that I will play, but I will also be looking to punt with someone, even potentially like Nick Ahmed, against Sean Manaya. 
just because he's probably leading off or hitting second at 2,800. Is Jesse Winker an autoplay, assuming he's leading off? Uh, yeah, Jesse Winker, if he's leading off, uh, I think you probably are going to end up putting him in your lineup tonight. Uh, just that hitting environment and the number of plate appearances we're projecting there. I think he's someone you're probably going to want to squeeze in there. Well, and he just didn't get the same, because until yesterday, he really hadn't been very good lately, but he didn't get the same price bump everyone did. He's 3,300 on FanDuel, 3,800 on DraftKings. That's just, uh, that's too cheap for anybody leading off at Coors Field. So the DraftKings lineup, we've got Paxton, Minor, Narvez, Votto, Carpenter, Arenado, Profar, Blackman, and Winker. That leaves $4,000 for our last outfield spot. I guess the question now becomes, do you prefer Arenado to the other outfield studs that you could get if you drop down at third, or is there a $4,000 outfielder you're happy to play? Um, I think we might end up dropping down a little. The only, what my ideal scenario is to lose $200 somewhere. If we can lose 200, I can play David Dahl at 4,200 in the outfield. Um, so that, that's my ideal scenario. Uh, whatever we have to do to drop to lose the 200, uh, that's, that's what I would do. Well, I'm going to take Jerks and Profar out at shortstop because we know we can do it there. It's just whether we can do it with somebody that we feel good about. We'll lock David Dahl in in the outfield. That leaves us 3,500 for a shortstop. Who's your favorite shortstop right now at least at 3,500 or less? Uh, I'm assuming he's in the lineup, Tim Anderson for the White Sox. Uh, I would just like some more exposure uh, picking on Mike Fires. So that'll be Paxton, Minor, Arvez, Votto, Carpenter, Arenado, Anderson, Blackman, Winker, and Dahl. We've got more work to do over on FanDuel just because you don't get to play that cheap starting pitcher. So you start Paxton, Votto, Blackman, even adding Winker because he's 3,300. We've got about 2,600 remaining per player. The values are different over on FanDuel. Carpenter isn't quite a, as big of a discount at 3,500. Um who are you really liking as far as value plays, either in the infield or outfield on FanDuel tonight? Uh, so you're going to be, you know, there's a couple guys that we can look at. Uh, Curtis Granderson, 2,800. Dewine Shields, 2,800. Uh, Robinson Torinos, 2,200. Jay Bruce, 2,600. And Aaron Altair, 2,500 are some of the top values that I've seen tonight. And they're obviously, all of them are outfielders except for Torinos. Yeah, I'll plug the Shields in there and Chirinos as well. I think those are both good options, even though Chirinos has been awful against everyone this year. That gets us up to 26-33, but we still need a second baseman, a third baseman, and a shortstop. How much is Ahmed on FanDuel tonight? Uh, Nick Ahmed is 2400 Okay, so I think I think that would work okay. Then you're looking at second baseman in that $2,800 range. Um, you've got... Uh, you've got Ian Kinsler, but that's not really a place that you want to go. You've got Jose Perella, kind of a similar situation. It's a pitcher that we're talking about using, so I don't know that you really want to play Perella either. Is there a second baseman? Is, are you looking at I – mean, you don't want to play Kipnis or VR, I assume. Are you hoping Logan yeah. Forsyth finds his way in the lineup? Yeah, it's probably – at this point it would be Rudinetto Dor for me. Uh, just taking – I know it's a left-on-left matchup, but uh, assuming he's in the lineup there, I think that he's the best bet. At this point. And I don't think we have to worry about Scoglin pitching too deep into the game. Like, it's not no. a full, full on bullpen game, but if he's as bad as we think he's going to be, then I don't really have any problem with that. Third base, that leaves us 3,100. I know Isaiah Kiner Falefo will be somewhat possible, 
popular against a lefty, but who, who's your favorite third baseman at 3,100 or less on FanDuel? Uh, I mean, he, he's probably the guy, or it's going to be Yomer Sanchez for the White Sox. Um, I, as you can tell, I, I do like the White Sox a lot tonight, so I think he's the best combination of price and lineup spot and projected plate appearances. Yeah, I'd plug Yomer in there. So that gives us Paxton, Votto, Odor, Sanchez, Ahmed, Blackman, Winker, the Shields, and Chirinos. And this, folks, is why a lot of people are going to play Stripling in cash tonight. Because if you play James Paxton, Joey Votto, and Charlie Blackman, you're going to play a lot of hitters that you don't actually think are very good. Yes, definitely going to end up having to play some guys you don't want to play there. Uh, but like I said, there are a lot of routes you can go. You may have to only play one of Votto and Blackman tonight if you want to play Paxton. It's going to be a fun, fun night with a lot of different lineups. Mike will give his optimal lineup on Sportsline just about 30 minutes before lock. I'll give my contrarian lineup on there as well. We'll get some uh, Mike Minor action going on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And, uh, of course, if you're not a member there, you can use the promo code DFS Podcasts to get all of our lineups, all of the gambling picks from the Sportsline crew for just $1 for the first month. Mike, I really hope that you catch a dong tonight and not Scott Walker.